Hey, this is Britt Vargas, and I am the High School Ministry Associate Director at Calvary Community Church here in Westlake Village, California. And this is our HSM podcast. Thank you so much for checking us out today. I hope this encourages and inspires you. Here's today's message. Amen. I want you guys to grab a seat wherever you are. Um, if you've not met before, my name is Aaron Kajumba. I serve here as a high school pastor. And tonight is Senior Sunday. Dude, what an amazing, amazing season it's been for our senior group of students. Um, some of you guys have been here for four years entirely. Some of you guys longer, uh, not just in high school, but throughout your church, your church like time here at Calvary specifically. And some of you guys even less. But all of you have this common thread that you've spent time here and you have been discipled to live and love like Jesus. Now this evening, really for this time, if you are not a senior, I'm going to ask you to close your Bibles or your phones or anything. I'm saying, listen, yes, but this time is specifically geared towards seniors. All right. So if you're a senior, ears up, lean in, eyes up. Right. I want you guys to have your Bibles out. Right. There's nothing going to be on that screen for you tonight. This is your common practice of having your Bible and working through that. So grab your Bibles, pull them out. We're going to work through some few texts this evening about what it means to run the race. And I believe this year, this group of students, you guys have gone through the ringer and you have come out winners. Like you guys have gone through so many things. Personally, I met you guys when you guys were sophomores, which has been an amazing uh, time, it's an amazing season for me personally to see you guys and watch you guys grow. Some of you guys never had bass in your voice when I met you and all of a sudden you're like, hi, Aaron. I'm like, what's going on? It's like insane, right? And you guys have gone to do amazing things with your lives. And so many things have happened, but not just natural sh- like shifts and changes in life, but also you've gone through things like, like our community has gone through like fires and shootings and so many things like that. Like leave alone the fact that we've had even the, the, the 2020 and still lingering uh, pandemic like issues going on with us. You guys had to go, go back home, do all this crazy stuff, but here you are right now. Now, I'm not going to sound like you guys' speeches at your school. That's not the plan. I'm not going to give you some story about how we went to a particular place and ate particular food and no, it's not going that way. We're going to crack open the Bible. And so after you guys open up your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12. And this text this evening is going to encourage us to run the race, to run the race. Hebrews 12 verse 1, if you're there, say amen. Thank you. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Now, you guys have been running, like I said before, and this race does not end here. See, this is only a shift of a season. Some of you guys are not aware, but today's actually Pentecost Sunday. Okay, that's the day back in the Bible in Acts chapter 2 and chapter 1 when Jesus had sent his disciples to Jerusalem. And it's actually 50, uh, 50 days after the Passover celebration. And all these believers are waiting in anticipation for what God has for them. Now, they didn't know, but God was beginning a new and fresh thing in their lives. And like I said, you are entering a new season, seniors. You're entering a new season. Some of you now, you're, you're used to being the big dog in your school on campus, and now you're going to go to a college, and you're going to be the youngest people on 
squad. Like you're going to go to YA and be the youngest person, which doesn't mean that you're lacking of wisdom. No, not at all. But now you're in a different season where you are more inclined to press into the things we've taught you throughout the years, to press into humility, to press into a position of trusting God, a position of waiting, a position of patience, a position of living and loving like Jesus in a new way like you've never had before. But that doesn't mean you stop running, okay? This is not a point where you say, okay, you know what? My faith was strongest in high school, and that's it. No, you're supposed to run this race with endurance. This verse says, therefore, I mean, therefore, if you've been some time with us here at HSM, when you see therefore, you mean therefore is therefore a reason. And the chapter before has all these people, all these believers who have lived life out for Jesus. See, you're not the only class that's going to graduate There've been, or has graduated, there have been people who have gone before you. And they've experienced the goodness of God. And we've sung about how there is power. They've experienced that same power. And now in this scripture and context, we're hearing that this, this crowd of witnesses, this cloud of witnesses, and this doesn't mean there's people in heaven looking down saying, oh my gosh, guys, what's going on? No, they've experienced this. Now, how many of you guys ever watched CSI, NCIS, all those like murder mystery shows? Awesome, awesome. Well, this is what's happening. A witness is someone who's able to see something and to testify as, as to what happened. See, all these people in Scripture, these people were even sawn in half. Some people were crucified upside down, like Peter, John the ba- John, not John the Baptist, but John, uh, was actually boiled in oil and did not die. Like, this is insane stuff, right? And these are people who believed and died in faith. They ran that race because they believed that there was a greater, prom- a greater promise, something to hold on to. And you have what to hold on to. You have uh, a God to hold on to. You have a hope to hold on to. And so the question is, how do we run this race? Hebrews 12, again, 1 and 2 says, run the race, right, laying aside every weight and sin. And you might say easily that it's easy for us to say, stop sinning. But that's not the point. The point of scripture is not to just stop sinning. It's not stop sinning. It says that we're to lay aside every weight. As you go through these seasons of change, you're going to go to college and have new relationships. Some of the people you see in this room, you may not see ever again. That's just how life is. But as you go into that space, you have to ask yourself, these things, these relationships, these people, like as they make these decisions, the question will always be through the sieve of, does this help me run? Your question should not be, like, is this sin? Is it a sin to? Because now you're going to be 18, close to 19, 20, 21. The question is, can I drink? Can I smoke? Can I, like, can I experiment? It's legal now. Like, should I? Like, all these questions come up in your life. The question should be, does this help me run? Does this help me run faster? Does this help me live in love like Jesus even more? When people see me, will they say, wow, that's that's Jesus. It was spoken of these believers, as we talked about a few weeks ago through our apologetic series, how in, in the, the Greco-Roman Empire, they were known for a people that, that, that loved people so well. And people were angry with them, but, but they could never find any fault with them. And yet they still hated them. So one, be ready to be people who run with endurance, to push against the grain. But two, know that there will be people who will be against you who will not stand with you. Our hope is not that, that you are pummeled or you are on the struggle bus. Like, it's not, that's not our plan, okay? That's not the plan. Now, we know that, that that's, that's, that's kind of promised to us. 
But we have a hope, and I've said this many times before, the difference between us, seniors, the difference between us who are believing, who have trusted God, and the people who are unbelieving is that we are able to have our pain tempered by the hope of Christ. Have your hope solid in the fact that Jesus, one, loves you, but also he sent you out to live and love like him in the neighboring places where you go. Next scripture I'm going to share with you guys knowing that we are going to run, we're going to lay aside not only sin but also weight, is that we are going to run to win. Say win. We are running to? Thank you. We're running to win. No one runs a race to lose. That does not make any sense. All you guys in this community, I would assume, all play some kind of sports. And if you're like, I don't play sports, y'all go to school, all right? That's a job. It's a sport. Trust me. You're doing it, right? 1 Corinthians 9.24 says this. It says, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you might obtain the prize. Run and obtain the prize. Okay? In the words of our common poets of our day, just go ham. Like, just go ham. Like, do it. Go for it. Nike, like do not be a person who's like, I'm just going to stop this because now, you know what, I don't have my small group leader, I'm somewhere else. No, no, like pursue, press into it, lean into it because you are running to win. See, what we're doing is, is, is literally, as we live our lives here, is bearing evidence of the fact, not that because you were discipled by Britt Vargas, who's amazing, or that you were discipled by J.D. Lasky, who is amazing, also speaks Spanish randomly. Like, you're not, 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 not at all, no. We're not trying to say that, that you are just people who reflect us. No, we want you to be a people who have realized and reflected the fact that you've loved this Jesus, that he's made a change in your life. And I would encourage you to run, to win, to press into it. And that's going to require discipline. Now, in our context, people don't love the word discipline. The word discipline means it hurts. In my growing up, discipline meant go get your own switch and you're being disciplined, right? It's, it's nothing easy. It's difficult. But the, the reward of discipline is that you have a result, right? Now, it says this in the next scripture, which is 1 Corinthians 9.25. It says, every athlete exercises self-control in all things, okay? Now, that's 1 Corinthians, again, 9.25. Every athlete ex- exercises self-control in all all things. Now, if you go on a deep dive and wonder what the word all means, in the Greek, guess what? What does it mean? All. All means all. It means in all things. See, the way Jesus has come into your life is that he has come to overtake every single thing in your life. You're going to find something interesting when you go to campus or go to college, is that on most college campuses, they're going to have Eastern studies. They'll have Hindu studies. They'll have Muslim studies. And they'll have no issue with people actually sharing their faith or proselytizing, is the big word they use, about those religions. But guess what? You will rarely find a Christian studies, unless it's a Christian campus. Now, why is that? Have you ever thought about that? Like, have you guys been choosing classes and looking at that and figuring that out? It's interesting, right? Now, I think personally it's because the reality is once you invite Christ into your life, he demands all of you. And they are so afraid. I don't think it's a negative thing. I think it's a positive thing that it's almost like they're afraid of the reality of this truth. Because Christ comes and he bids a man to die. He asks you to die. He calls you to die to yourself, to give all of who you are. 
So he says, you must be disciplined in all things. Now, I'm not saying that you don't, you're not going to mess up. Guys, you heard my testimony. I am not the best person ever, highly unqualified. But here we are. Here we are living by God's grace. And that's how we all live. And it says this again, that we are a people who exercise self-control in all things. And they do it. Why? To receive uh, a perishable wreath. These people run to receive a wreath. But we can and we run to receive an imperishable wreath. One that does not fade away. One that is not broken down. We run with purpose. We run with hope. We have a plan. See, the world itself is changing every like few minutes. Like right now, if you pull out your phones, if you're on that Twitter game, I don't know what generation stopped being on Twitter, but here we are. Twitter game, and you just like swipe down. There's always something new, always something changing. In fact, if you're a person who follows stocks, like you're the worst, like almost emotional space right now. Like it just changes weirdly every single moment. There's always a moving target. There's never something secure to hold on to, to focus on. But we're unlike those people. I want you guys to hold on to that hope of Christ. And if you ask that selfish question, what would Jesus do? This is the, almost like the basic thing. They make these, used to make these wristbands back in the 90s. Some of us who are in our 30s now remember those. They come in blue and green and red. And maybe they sell them still somewhere on Amazon. You can figure it out. I'm not trying to like, like sell them because I'm not being sponsored. Okay, moving on. Like the, the thing is like, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do in these moments? This scripture says, that we run with purpose, with Christ being our aim. It says in 1 Corinthians 9, 26, Paul says, so I do not run, okay? Paul, if you've talked about Paul before, gangster brother, gangster apostle, hustler, hard. Like the Bible says that when God called him, he was breathing out insults to kill Jews, breathing, meaning it's his normal day-to-day life. Now, I don't know how you guys live and what you breathe normally. Maybe in your car you'd be breathing like all those Drake lyrics or all in your fields, whatever. But like, like what, whatever you are in this space that like he's meditating, he's focused on, his goal is to destroy these Christians. And God called him, knocked him off his horse. And many of you guys have been on that Damascus road where you've been heading somewhere and God called you. He drew you in. Earlier this morning, we talked about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit, the breath of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost Day, it came as a rushing mighty wind, and the, and the wind of God represents his life. The life force of God breathed in you, and you believed. Have you ever wondered how you got saved? This is how it happened. You were dead in your sins. Ezekiel prophesied to this valley of dry bones, which represents us. People who are dead, dead men don't make decisions. And God said, come. And God called you like he called Paul. And he says, after being called, he realized that he had a purpose. See, we've talked about how all of us in this world are always asking, who am I? Where do I belong? What's my purpose? You have a clear purpose. Not just to live in love like Jesus. There's a niche place where you belong. Maybe you are a person who is more gifted in just smiling. And your gift is joy, right? You're just a joy-filled person. Whatever that is, God will use that. But he says this, again, I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air. Or I'm not shadow boxing. But I discipline my body and keep it under control. Lest after, reach, after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. He goes, I don't want to be disqualified. I want to live this life that bears evidence that God is with me. See, 
Again, for many of you, like, you're, there's an emotional connection to this place because where you found Jesus. You met at camp. This is where maybe you broke up with that guy or that girl, and then you got healing from the Lord in your small group. Like, there's so many connections in this space, and we're grateful for that. We're grateful for those moments. But your purpose is beyond being in this bubble. God is sending you out. This is actually your mission calling sending moment, right? This service is reminding you of the power of the gospel and your call to go share that elsewhere. But you have to run with purpose. You have to run the race with endurance. You have to have discipline. And here's one of us, one of the the bigger ones for you. And I would encourage you if you have a a Bible at your house, on your phone, uh, in your heart, in your car, wherever you have your Bible, like a piece of paper, wherever you have this this Bible, you're reading these words of God. God wrote a book. It's amazing. It's called the Bible. Best-selling. Britt talked about it last week. Still number one. Amazing. Amazing. Right? And he says, Jeremiah in 15, 16, Jeremiah, after reading this book, says, Your words were found, or they came to me, and I ate them. So he's devouring these words. He's taking on this truth like it's necessary food. The Bible says of Job that he devoured God's word more than necessary food. And he says, I ate them, and your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart, for I am called by your name, O Lord God Almighty. If you live a life like our friend Jeremiah, Jeremiah 15, 16, where these words come to you and you eat them and you discipline yourself. You say, Lord, I'm going to take this on. This is no longer my parents' faith. This has nothing to do with my friends. It has nothing to do with, with, with Aaron Kajumba, the random guy from Africa. It has nothing to do with anyone else who I've met in life. No, this is about me and you, God. And because you've called me, you knocked me off that horse. You breathed your life inside of me. You made me new by the power of your spirit. I choose to hold on to who you are. I would invite you, if you are a person who's been hearing what I just said, not just seniors, but seniors specifically, Psalms 91, right? Get your phones out, Psalms 91, right? Psalms 91, that's where you are. I want you guys to get that chapter. Read that chapter. Like, meditate on that word. It talks about this, this, this man, David, and his experience with God. I would encourage you to read that chapter. Hold on to it. So now you're almost, I just gave you homework. Praise God. That's how it happens at church, right? Go back home. Meditate on Psalms 91. Hold on to that scripture. Ruminate on it. And ask God, God, what is it that you want me to do with this? What does this mean for my day-to-day life? Because as you hold on to those truths, you're going to grow in love with Jesus and look more and more like our Lord and Savior. Run to win. Run the race. Run to win. It will require discipline and run with purpose. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this, don't forget to subscribe and also check out past episodes. For more content from Calvary HSM or to connect with us, visit us on Instagram at CalvaryHSM805. Go live and love like Jesus.